0: hello hello everyone i'm excited to come your way again at the refiners podcast and today we'll be treating uh, a, a subject that i i feel and i i hope it's going to help sharpen our, our christian life and and uh, improve our work with god and trusting god that um A lot of people are going to metamorphose first in their their thinking into a pattern and a path that has been ordained for them before time existed. So I, I pray that the Spirit of God is going to lead us through. So I've been thinking about what life is. I got to discover that that life is beyond biological, systemic activities. But life is genuinely as a function of um, how much a man has been able to fraternize with uh, the spirit of God. So the question now is, How much of life do you have in you? Oh, oh, Jesus. How much of life do you have in you? So, a lot of people think that because they're still breathing means they are alive. Yes, biologically, you're right. But after this, your mere existence, where do you plan to spend eternity? Because whether you like it or not, there is a place called eternity. How do you plan to spend eternity? So, life in this kingdom is not as a function of your biological systemic activities, but a function of spiritual fraternization. So, to live in this kingdom, you will have to die first, oh Jesus. You will have to die first if you're sure you want to live in this kingdom. So, in John chapter 12, I think, verse from verse 23, 24, the, the Bible listed it, especially in verse 23, the Bible says that Jesus, Jesus was about to be glorified and in 20, verse 24, he gave a clear parable and he said, Unless a cone of wheat falls to the ground, and dies it abided alone but he it dies it brings forth much fruit this was very clear that after the death of jesus christ he was taken up to reign with the father and so except a grain of it falls to the ground and dies it abided alone now this was not actually talking about the physical death no This was not talking about the biological death, that after everything, a man is up. No, 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 that is not it. This was talking about death to things that hinders us access to the spirit of God. This was talking about death to immorality, greed, backbiting, gossip, prayerlessness, a lot of things that hinders the flow of the spirit in us because I said life can be gotten when a man begins to fraternize with the spirit of the Lord so in verse 25 of that scripture he, he said if you love your life of a truth you will lose it but if you hate your life you will definitely keep it so it is in this that you begin to live when you lose your life for the right purpose for the sake of the kingdom so you notice you're one that can't stay without drinking you're one that can't stay without partying. you're one that cannot stay without committing immorality, fornication a lot of adultery you're one that can't stay without it but you notice that at the point where your flesh dies to these things that is winning genuine life is planted in you so the extent at which the flesh in you dies will automatically equate the amount of life you will get so when I talk about life I mean that you begin to become a direct exhibit of the realities of heaven now before time there was an ordained part for Mary for Susan for uh, Vivian there was an ordained path for Michael, for Olivia. But the thing is, when Olivia, when Michael came to existence on earth, destruction stepped in. The devil came and turned your attractions from God to his own benefit, to his own affairs. So there is a life we, are, we have been being meant to live will be made to live a life and the life should be a direct exhibit of the realities of heaven now the question is how many christians are actually exhibiting the realities of heaven the realities of the kingdom of god how many christians are doing that so at this point the dimension of Joint heirs in Romans 8.17 begins to rest on a man. And so, when you die to flesh, when you die to this thing that hinders the Spirit of God access to your life, you now begin to walk in the realms of being a joint heir with Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 clearly stated, stated this. So, I'm not saying that you will not be praying no i mean that the process of death by the process of death you will become one with christ that true though on earth you but you tread in the realms of the immortals though on earth but you will begin to tread in the realms of the immortals because you have started fraternizing with the spirit of god see that is a process that is a process so all of a sudden you notice that you start losing tests for alcohol all of a sudden you notice you start losing tests for sin and the spirit of god now starts having access to you so all of a sudden it start bringing in laws to the tables of your heart my son stay with me every day for 12 hours my son sit with me every day for five hours and you know the loss that it brings to our heart is unique to each and every one of us it depends on our dealings to some God will say, no don't see the sun till 12am and to another God might say from 12pm stay with me the uniqueness of our calling but the uniqueness of the loss that comes to our heart by the spirit of the Lord so by the time you start paying attention to these laws, by the time you start keeping rule the rules that have been given to you by the Spirit of the Lord, you notice that you you're no more thinking like others think. Have you been? Haven't you haven't seen a point where your colleagues begin to ask you, "Are you okay? The way you are behaving, the way you are acting, is different from the way we know you to be. It is not your fault, my friend." not your fault the problem is that you have started fraternizing with the spirit of god and you are acting the laws the spirit embedded in your heart you are acting those laws so believers there's a lot to do if you check your mortality you see that flesh has choked the tempers of your soul Pride. Pride has choked you, immorality has choked you, anger has choked you, heart has choked you. So for the Spirit of the Lord to gain access to us and be able to use us, He has to prone us of these excesses. He has to prone us. So God has been denied access to us through, though we are Christians, though we speak in tongues, but there's a lot of inconsistencies in our work with God. So the call is to die to that which will be glorified with him. We, we have to die to that which, which we we uh, will stand as a barrier towards being glorified with him. We have to die. You see. If the process of death is not in place, we might eventually be cast away. The process of death has to begin. You see, the spirit of the Lord, we have to help you because it's a long process. So at the point as you pray, as you journey with God in the place of prayer, it starts bringing up those weaknesses, those which you even think, You are right on. You tell yourself, I'm not proud. But while you kneel to pray, the spirit of the Lord highlights pride in your chambers. He shows you pride. And he tells you, my son, you need to watch it. You feel you don't keep malice but while you pray but while you're studying the scriptures the spirit of god brings malice to the light of the word to the light of god and you see it clearly that in your chambers in your soul there is a place you have designed for malice though you may not be conscious of it but it is growing it is growing and the spirit of the lord begins to prone those excesses you see in Luke chapter chapter 9 verse 25 the Bible asks a question he he said said, what is your your advantage as a Christian if you gain the whole world and lose your soul meaning there is an eternity there is a place called eternity how well do you plan to spend eternity (laughs) so what will you gain when you when you get the whole world, your mansions, your riches and then, hi, you lose your soul. What will you get? Even the Bible speaking, third journey, he said, he said, I wish above all things that you should prosper. I wish above all things that you should get well. But in your quest of getting wealth, don't misplace your soul because the soul is a priority remember what happened to the rich man he said tonight ah uh, I will eat I will marry and the spirit appeared he said you foolish man tonight your soul is demanded of you because you did not take important you did not take your soul as a vital thing you do not you did not consider your soul while you were making wealth you did not take. It into concentration I beckon on us today that we we we, we 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 make sure that we enrich our soul we make sure that while we we are laboring to make wealth while we are laboring to to be famous while we are laboring to be influential while we are laboring for for the things that that, that may be we, we should also improve our soul so beloved the whole idea is to gradually look like God to look like Jesus in everything and you know there is a price the goal is to look like Jesus remember we talked about the last what well, we talked about the last time about the Christians at Antioch the Bible says this guy's way a direct representation of Jesus representatives of Jesus they looked like him they were ambassadors so you could see their life you could see love you could see um sympathy you could see power you could see forgiveness you could see everything that they reason jesus christ in their life so the whole idea is like we gradually look like jesus and in everything there is a price yes there is a price the price is death Death is a process, and we must labor earnestly to to pay this price. So Paul said in uh, First Corinthians chapter 50, fifteen and thirty-one, he said, "I die daily," and he also said, "He said I put my my soul, my body into subjection. Yes, I have weaknesses, but I fight hard for put my body in subject, into subjection. That while I preach to you, I will not be a castaway." That while I, 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 I bring these words to you that I may not be a castaway. How well, how well are we planning to spend our life after now? How well are we planning to put our bodies, our flesh in check? Because the flesh has so eaten the chambers of our soul. The Christian race is suffering. The Christian race is suffering. We call ourselves Christians, and then we are nothing like Christ. We only go to church to speak in tongues. Ah, no, we can speak in tongues a lot, but we are nothing like Christ. How well have we given our lives to the cause, to this particular cause? I beg on us this evening. I beg on us this night. I beg on us that there is a life after now. There is a life after now. There is a life after now. And I pray that the spirit of the Lord will brood, will brood in us and and make these words build in our hearts.